0: We are giving our first impressions of episode 515. Let them Burn. Welcome to Drinks of the Doll episode 122. You are listening to Drinks of the Doll, a podcast way station for lost Girl fans. I'm your host Annie. And my
1: name is Chris, and once again, Stephanie is not here to record with us, but she did leave us her, her thoughts on the episode. So, let's play those for you now.
2: And I'm grumpy again, guys. That's pretty much my main reaction to this episode. I mean, I appreciate that they're finally trying to tie up some of these plot threads that have been confusing us for a really long time. I feel like I have a better idea of maybe where the writing is going. Finally, after several episodes. However, I don't know that any of the explanations that they offered really fully explain things. I kind of just am wishing that they had been more clear about the story direction all along rather than trying to tie it all together with a lot of explanation at this point. And I'm also to the point where there's been so many like, oops, no, not really, when it came to Bo's father's identity that I'm, I'm kind of like Done trying to figure it out because at first it was oh Bo's father's the wanderer wait no no he's not oh Bo's father's the pyrepus oh wait no he's not he's actually Hades and the pyrepus is apparently Bo like okay fine yeah I, it, fine I'll just I'll just say fine y'all can probably guess how I'm feeling about Tamsin's storyline in this episode but I was glad to see Luann glad to see the Morrigan again glad Vex is okay I thought. There was some good stuff between Dyson and Mark this episode, but mostly I'm just feeling grumpy. I'm hoping the final episode will make me less grumpy.
0: Thanks, Stephanie, for your uh, review and for the overuse of the word grumpiness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought this was an okay episode, Uh, although all the horse riding stuff kind of slowed the plot down in the middle. I was like, come on, guys, let's figure out what's going on. But I was having so many Xena flashbacks, so many horses. Horses here, horses there. So I was having cross-show fla- uh, kind of flashbacks. I was a little bit surprised and kind of like the element of Bo being the Pirapus. Okay, so now Bo is a horse. She's a papaya horse. The papaya
1: horse is a symbol, Annie.
0: I know, but she's, she's a fruit now? <laughs> no, she's a horse <laughs> now. Anyway, <laughs> so, and then the scene where she's surrendering to Hades and trying to convince him that she's there to help him and setting the fire and the episode starting off with the fire. And I thought that added a, a bit of good tension. Um But of course I am assuming this is part of Bo's larger plan and that Kenzie and the gang will bring her back to her brown eyed self in the finale and that the gang will all be back together and happy. And there will be much docubus sex at the end.
1: I kind of liked this episode. I I thought they brought it back They brought back a lot of plot points introduced in the first two seasons, Mm -hmm. which I have been waiting and hoping for. So I'm glad that, you know, even if we're this close to the end, it's a lot of stuff that I wanted them to address. You know, I didn't want it to just get lost in all the other stuff going on. So I'm glad that they're bringing back things like Luanne, you know, because, hey, Luanne. And I also like that there was the callback to, you know, she'll be right in Six White Horses. Or oh. drive in six by <laughs> horses, or literally
0: yeah. whatever it is, because she's a horse, and apparently as the papaya horse, she's the leader of the horses.
1: That's, maybe that's true. Who knows? Symbolic, Annie. Symbolic. Funny. Can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, this actually kind of goes back to whole to the whole thing with um Iris and, and the Knicks. You know, because mm-hmm. the Knicks was a big powerful force that was hidden inside inside Iris. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's sort of what they said was the deal with. Bowen Pirapis, I think, if I understood mm-hmm. that correctly. Anyway. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. I, I am significantly less grumpy than Stephanie, though I do feel like <laughs> Stephanie has some really good points. Like I, I feel like Stephanie's stuff that she's so grumpy about, you know, it's it's grump-inducing. I get it. Because, yeah, I am not happy about this storyline for Tamsin, but no. the thing is... It, this episode, I feel like I understand why they decided to do it. Why is that? Basically, they are showing us what happened to Eva. That's true through Tamsin, mm-hmm. and like, I'm not happy about this decision, but I at least feel like I get where they're coming from now because before it just like I just didn't understand what the point even was, mm-hmm. other than creating lots and lots of gross drama. Not that drama is gross, but this specific drama is gross. It is gross. But yeah, I, I mean, I just, several times this episode, I just wanted to claw Jack's face off because I hate him so much and he was making me so very, very angry. I was just shuddering in revulsion every time he showed up on the screen. I, yeah, it and was that bad. too. Yeah. Mine's a little more violent than yours, but. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I like it though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like he doesn't deserve it. Uh, but yeah, I didn't I didn't think about that
1: aspect of the parallelism of Tamsin's story. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's – really, that's all I can figure out as to why even do this is, you know, because there had been that whole issue of, well, what is it that happened to Eva exactly? And then we got the different versions of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what – is true there, and I feel like now that we're actually seeing stuff happen that probably happened to Eva. Mm-hmm. You know, Jack is evil. Yes, is basically the point, and I don't know that we needed to be shown that this way, but yeah, it is effective because again, I want to claw his face off. So mm-hmm. I don't me know. Too. Anyway, as for things that uh, that made me happy. riding a gassy unicorn. (laughs) No further explanation needed, right? Farty flatulent
0: unicorns.
1: They don't just fart rainbows, apparently. Well, according to some things, they poop rainbows. Anyway. Oh, okay. Nobody needs to know that. I also really, really appreciated that we've got Bo on a mission. And, you know, okay, we don't really know exactly what our plan is, but I like that she seems to have one. I really hope this plan works. It's like <laughs> the know, last right? plan. Please don't fall apart plan. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I <laughs> I messaged Stephanie while I was watching the episode and I was like, I'm two minutes into the episode and I already said out loud, God damn it <laughs> <laughs> Because I started off with that crazy scene of, of Bo like setting the clubhouse on fire and I know. it's like I thought it was probably not what it looked like exactly. But still, like I'll miss the clubhouse. Of course, maybe it'll just be fine, but slightly scorched. Who knows? I don't know. Slightly scorched? <laughs> work was with like me, Annie. No, not with the me.
0: clubhouse. Not the couch.
1: And the TV. And the bed. You know much has happened in that bed. We've seen a lot of it. I I do have an idea, yes. And I also <gasps> really enjoyed the scenes with Ebony because she is totally <laughs> making the most out of her situation. Yeah. I'm entertained by Ebony and Emmanuelle Vogier, 'cause because uh, she's been really entertaining this season. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ebony. So what made you happy?
0: I knew it was going to happen, but Kenzie stepping in the horse poo. I mean, yeah, it's an old joke, but it was, it was like simultaneously, not the shoes. I'm like,
1: not the boots. <laughs> I actually had Poor a Kenzie. moment. I got excited when she did and when she actually started to check her shoe. Because I, I know as they're walking through through the grass there. I was like, are they wearing the crazy heels that they were wearing in the scene before this? And they were! (laughs) I know. Although I'm pretty sure there was a shot later where they were walking towards the horses. And I'm like, I think they changed shoes for that scene, but Mm -hmm. I don't blame them, though. Yeah. I wonder if they're riding the horses with those crazy heels.
0: That would be kind of hard. I would think it would be, yeah. Poor Vex. I'm glad he's okay. Although, I don't know how you cut the vocal cords without cutting the arteries. But I kept wondering, is someone going to check on Vex? How long has it been since he's been left there? And really glad he didn't die. So when Vex mesmers Lauren to get more morphine (laughs) and Lauren just jerked over, she's like, okay, okay, (laughs) feel like an enabler. But yeah, I hope Vex will feel better later and eventually get his voice back because a silent Vex without all his snarky quips, that would be bad. It's a little unnerving, right? yeah silent and vex yeah it's weird and then Ken- all of Kenzie's try- Kenzie is like me she's trying to process okay how are you a horse because I'm you know you have this lovely mane of hair but you don't have a horse face it's more oval and I'm like yeah and a silk has a lovely face it is a good face yeah <sighs> really hoping that Bo doesn't transform literally into a horse in the finale so it was little things like that that made me happy
1: yeah So there are our, our first impressions and some things we liked about Let Them Burn, which is creepy now. Let them yes. Burn. If you have any thoughts about the episode, I'm sure you do. Please send them to us. We can include them in our, in our full episode about this episode. I, it's so awkward <laughs> to phrase it, but it's true. We will be recording that episode this weekend, so please get them to us as soon as you can. And you can send them to us in a number of ways. You can Leave a comment on the show notes for this episode, which will be at drinksatthedollcom slash 122. You can send us an email or record a voice memo and email it to us at feedback at You can call us and leave a voicemail at 972-514-7223. We are also on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. All three places, drinks of the doll. During Set
0: the Doll is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. Find our other podcasts about Orphan Black and Killjoys at askgenretv.com. Thanks
1: for listening. Cheers. And once again, Stephanie is not here to record with us, but she did leave us her, her thoughts on the episode. So let's play those for you now. Insert Stephanie's grumpiness here.